hello, hello, and welcome to PS10 Radio. I am your host, Angelon, and today is an episode of Parent to Parent. PS10 Radio is your parenting and self-care podcast. We are here for you to share, vent, and encourage. Reach out to us on social media by a text, DM, or email. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, be the best you that you can be one positive step at a time. Today, our guest is C. Lynn Williams of C. Lynn Williams Coaching. She is an award-winning author of several parenting books, a motivational speaker, and a family life coach. Today, she will be sharing with us her insight into mother-son relationships. Welcome, C. Lynn. I'm so excited because we were talking earlier just about, like, just having kids and and what our relationships look like and so I'm excited that you came and agreed to talk about mother-son relationships and did you have anything else that you want to share about your bio or anything um just um let's see as far as I mean I think I, I know that you've uh put up information about me as a writer and I appreciate mm-hmm. that um, I think that's what got me into this whole this whole journey of right. of parenting and, and and things like that. Um, but in addition to that, I also am I have a a a, a, a component where I am focusing on helping moms, you know, re-energize themselves and you know set personal boundaries because uh, I think as mothers. We often go through, you know, it's one thing that you have a child, you're so excited about it. And then, you know, then you realize, oh, my gosh, my life is no longer my own. And it isn't. Oh, my goodness. Right. (laughs) Right? However, I think within the requirements as a mom, you can eke out, you know, what keeps you sane. And I think a lot of times, at least some of the, you know, some of the moms that I've talked with in the past, have, they get sick. You know, they get, you know, I have a friend and we and we joke about it now, but mm-hmm. usually about four or five times a year she gets laryngitis or strep oh, throat, either wow. one. And, and I said, you know, all you have to do is just like, set up some personal space boundaries. I could help you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. But, you know, so why why get a chronic illness when right. all you have to do is practice saying no? And um, so anyway, you know, that, so that I have a, a uh, an online coaching program that will start in June okay. just for moms, and it's called How to Love Yourself in 30 Days. So oh, wow. My other, yeah. So I'm excited about I love about that. Yes, Thank that's you. exciting. It's a, and it's especially important um, for parents to realize that we are people first and we have to take care mm-hmm. of ourselves as well mm-hmm. as the kids. But, yeah, 
If we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to help them. And they can see that. They can see through our smoke and mirrors. You don't have it together, Mom (laughs) or Dad. You know, you don't have it together. Very definitely. Very definitely. And I think the other thing is when we um, establish those boundaries and, you know, learn what we can and can't do, I mean, like, then we teach that to our children. That, like you said, they automatically watch. You know, they automatically watch us. And so they know, oh, no, mom's never going to go, you know, go ahead with that. She's going right. to tell you no because, she, she, yep. you know, when she comes home, you know, everybody knows she goes in her room and sits, you know, by herself for 15 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, just little, they don't have to be huge major things, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got really young kids, you know you're not going to sit anywhere for 15 minutes. But right. you might do some <laughs> other things to, you know, keep your sanity. So. Right, and it's actually training them because if if you can train them that when mom walks through the door, let her go to the bathroom for five minutes or let her go to the her bedroom for 15 minutes, then they will learn that routine and be like, okay, give mom, you know, her 15 or five minutes or whatever it may be and allow mm-hmm. you that space, and they'll get used to it. Yeah, they will. And, you know, because – What's really interesting, and the reason I set it up for mothers is because dads don't usually have that problem. Mm-hmm. Now, the stay-at-home dads are probably a, in a different, you know, section altogether. Right. But generally, dads as a whole, everybody knows when they come home, they're going to sit in front of the TV. Or, right. You know, right? They're going to do, do something that's for them. Mm-hmm. And it might not even be something that they like, but that's what families are pretty much used to. And so I yeah. just said, you know, let's, let's take their mom. Mhm. Yeah. So I know what really motivated me to reach out to you was just looking at, I was checking out Twitter and I came across a couple of your tweets about mother-son relationships. And then I saw that you had a book called The Pampered Prince. And I did do like a little mini review of it um, a couple months ago, but I just want to learn like what what motivated you to talk about mother-son relationships in your book? So um, I'm glad you asked me that, uh, Angela, because what um, it's really funny when I <laughs> – so my oldest, um, at least my biological oldest, mm-hmm. was a girl, and then I had a son. And okay. anybody that's ever had a son uh, will understand this, who also has a daughter. We mm-hmm. love our sons and we raise our daughters. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I never was in touch with that. And and actually, I, as I was thinking about our our uh, podcast today, I thought about my mother's relationship with my brother, mm-hmm. and it, it came back to me as if it had just happened in the last couple of years. But you know, we tend to I, I, what I, what I finally I've done some research on, and what I finally come to the conclusion is that. Um, the love of a son to his mother is very organic and very unconditional. It's mm-hmm. pure love. It's almost like a shot, like, you know how we're trying, always trying to stay away from sugar. It's like having a, a shot into your veins of pure love. And mm-hmm. there's nothing else out here that, you know, um, that compares to it. And I'm pretty sure if we talked to dads, they would say the same thing about daughters. But okay. since his mother, I'm talking to mothers, I, I I know that. But 
I didn't I wasn't ready for it until my daughter said to me and in her teenage self, um, you don't make Alex do the same things that you make me do. And I said, that's not mm. true. So, of course, we had to have a discussion about it, but right. I didn't agree with her. And when I thought about it, I said, you know what, she's right. What you say is you're the oldest, and so I expect more of you. But in reality, that's no. I mean, like mm-hmm. the, the the consequences have to be appropriate for the age, clearly. But, right. and, you know, if you think about it, and so my example in my book would be, um, they both have, you know, they have household chores. And so you come home from work and neither one of them have done the household chores, but the daughter gets punished and the okay. son you just fuss at. Mm-hmm. And and that's not fair. It's right. not fair. That doesn't teach him anything about um, being, you know, accountability. And mm-hmm. that's really what you want. You want him to, to learn how to be accountable because otherwise when he grows up, he will be, he won't be the kind of man that you'd like him to be. Right. Yeah. That. And I, I found that to be true also in my, in my situation with my children as well. My son is the oldest. My daughter is younger. But um, I still feel like, you know, I feel like, okay, well, you know, I just kind of let him fly a little bit and I'd be like, okay, whatever. And I'm more apt to tell my daughter, come on, let's do this, let's get this taken care of, kind of leaving him, you know, to not have to do it, not be accountable. So, um, yeah, my bad. <laughs> that, that's really what I want to do. Oh, it, it really, and, you know, I, I even, you know, I got really, as I thought about it, um, the other thing that really made me write the book was that by the time um, I, I was teaching high school boys, and, you know, I was at a Catholic high school, and I had been there probably about five years, maybe four or five years, mm-hmm. and I started having some really weird interactions with the moms. And um, anybody that's paid for private school know that the parents are very serious about their kids' education. Not that we right. are moms. Right, when right. you're paying for it, you're just mm-hmm. like, it's different. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm involved, coming up there, calling, right. Right. What What do you mean mm-hmm. you didn't pass the test? What are you talking about? Right. And so, um, I, you know, I started having these conversations that were just uncomfortable, and they were with the moms. I never had any problems with the dads. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally, let me think, and it didn't matter if they were, you know, the mom and dads together or if they were, you know, single moms, you know, right. moms who uh, were, had no partners that came up to the school as well. And so um, I said, what is going on? I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I started thinking about it, and I said, you know, and during that same time period, my son was in high school, at least when I started teaching there. And so you know, what, what I learned was as I held my students accountable, uh, and this is for all of my teachers online, you know, you know what you do when you your students have to do what you've asked them to do. And, right. um, and so I found I was a better parent when I held my students accountable. Then I said, well, if you can do that with them, you can do that with mm, your son. At home, And right. he, you know. He's he's got to do what he's got to do. So as when he takes out the garbage, take out the garbage. There's, mm-hmm. When you come home, if the garbage is not taken out, there's got to be a consequence. Right. And 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 the thing with with boys and mothers 
is that, you know, we say, you know, especially if the dad is in the house, and we say, well, his dad is already hard on him, so I'm not going to be as hard on mm-hmm. him to get that foolishness. To right. get that foolishness because right. he sees you, you know, he's, you know, boys are strategic. Mm-hmm. And he sees you as, okay, so she is the bendable one. Mm-hmm. I will go to her first. And it just sets up for all kinds of challenges that you don't really have to get into. The okay. other thing that I noticed at the school, the when I'd say something initially, the students would hear me, but they wouldn't necessarily comply or their male teacher said something. It was just like, it just is. I will do yeah. it immediately because, you know, coach John told me I had to do it. And right. I said, hmm. So I look and this is what I say to, to moms. Um, I say, so you have to decide what you want, what it is you really want out of your son. And then that's what you tell them. You don't nag. So, so one of my points, one of my points was, um, phone, but one of the points that I wanted to, to make was it's really important if you if you tell him that he's got, you know, something that you want him to do, he's got to do it. Now, if he doesn't do it, you don't go back and say, well, you know, okay, next week, no. Give him a consequence and move on. Right. He serves okay. the consequence and move on. Mm-hmm. And if we don't do that as women, then we're the first woman in his life, right? So that's right. what he expects of all the other women. So we really, you know, we're really setting him up for failure if we don't Yeah, <laughs> right. And then he'll expect other women to do things for him and, other, you mm-hmm. know, and for women to take care of what the responsibilities he needs to be taken care of, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's really, yeah, and no one really wants that kind of a, a man, you know, and, and we don't want to be responsible for creating those kind of young men either. Exactly. Not, not at all. So, you know, this, um, and, of course, I think unconsciously with our daughters, we do that. We we want them to be, you know, excellent women, powerful, strong. So we right. we say things and we stay after them. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, it's a different relationship. Mm-hmm. So, that's okay, you know, um, but that's really what I focus on in the pamphlet prints. Um, and two, it kind of seems like once you're aware of that, then we need to just we need to make those changes of the the accountability, the consequences, being consistent. I didn't hear the first part of what you said. Oh, I'm sorry. It seems like too once we realize that our uh, that we're doing that and we're letting our sons kind of get away with some things, then we need to be more accountable, follow through with consequences, be more consistent with what we expect of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is, you know, I've seen I've seen households where uh, the parents are really um, harsh and strict with both sexes. And I I don't know that I I believe I know I don't believe in harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that you can be firm and still have fun with them. Right. I don't think you have to be mean and cruel. I don't believe in that kind of parenting at all. Right. Exactly. So what about um what is the little man complex? Because I read that in the book and I was like, hmm, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Me and my oh so 
heard it before. Um, it's kind of an idiom. So, for example, um, when little when boys are like little boys, they're under five, and okay. sometimes you'll hear the mom say, "This is my little man." Uh-huh. <laughs> what? You know, um, come here, little man. You know, he might right. even have, that might even be his nickname. And I'm not saying that you can't have a nickname. Don't get yeah. me wrong. And I don't mean to offend anybody by it, but I think that names stick and okay. they carry certain connotations, you know, um, mm-hmm. because what does that mean, you little man? Especially if you're a single mom. Oh, what yeah. are you saying? You like know? you're the man of so, the house kind of thing? You're the man. Or, He's mm-hmm. not even five. He's not right. 10. He's not 20. Yeah. He can't do anything but yeah, so no job. Right. That, <laughs> right. He can't, he can't process that. Right. Setting them up, you know, and and so I think it's really important to. Um, he can be. I mean, like, he he's adorable. You love him dearly. Yeah. But keep the relationship, um, as clean as possible. Okay. Seriously, and so so he might be. He he absolutely might be the apple of your eye. Um, if he is one of several children, you know the other kids know. Oh, right. Johnny's your favorite. He's not my favorite. I don't have any favorites. See, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, I just, I just say, stay away from the that kind of stereotype, that little man, um, because because the boys grow into that, and they right. expect that then when they get big enough that they can tell you what to do, they do. They try. Right. And then you got to be like, wait a minute, I'm the mother. Wait, wait a minute. I'm the mother. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm the mother. So. Stay the mother, you know, um, can be as nurturing and loving as possible. If he does something that's inappropriate, you tell him and you keep him moving. And so Mm -hmm. that, you know, I I just say keep the boundaries clear. Um, He cannot be your, he can't even be anything close to a boyfriend. And I think sometimes um, women mistakenly do that. You know, I, right. I can't believe a woman would actually do it, but, you know, they mistakenly, like I actually had a, um, one of my daughter's uh, really good friends at the time um, had a son and a daughter, and she would have him do things. You know, she'd, um trying to remember, it's been a while now, um, just things that made me uncomfortable for her yeah. to do. And, and I didn't have a relationship with her, so, of course, I couldn't say anything yeah. all I could do was hear it and I say man that's uncomfortable so um yeah I know exactly was, what you mean right you, does mm-hmm. it make sense? I have a, a a friend um she has she has a son her only child and he's like her partner like she'll go on cruises with just him and her she'll go they'll take all these extravagant you know like different excursions and it's just her and her son and although it it sounds like oh it's just nice bonding time it gets kind of blurred because then Mm -hmm. you know you go Mm -hmm. over there and he's all sitting with us in the conversation yeah on the couch laying on her shoulder and like Mm -hmm. you're 16 Mm -hmm. like you should stop me right because because he's he's young if he were to touch you inappropriately you would want to if you well, I'm assuming you would want to smack him down and don't right. touch anybody again. But you know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, what right. are you doing? But you have muddied the waters. You right. Know, keep them nice and clear. 
He's your that son. boundary. Yes, you know, keep keep you know if you want male companionship, get a male companion, and mm-hmm. it's not your son. And that, I think that's what you know. So when I talk about the little man complex, I'm really talking about you know letting him stay a boy in your life yeah. and in your eyesight and in his. Uh huh. So let him be the age that he is, and don't try to make yeah. him a man. You know, right. by grooming him and saying, little man, little right. man, and do this and do that and be my partner mm-hmm. and go out to eat with me and all these kind of things. And right. Date mm-hmm. my son and all this. So it gets kind of uh, mm-hmm. overwhelming when you see too it much is. of that it's, here and there. Of yeah. course, you want to spend quality time with your kids, but right. it doesn't have to be extravaganza, you know, all the time, everything that you want to do. You know, like you said, there's... There's there's spending time with your kids and then there's time for companionship that needs to be with someone your own age, right? Like exactly on exactly. both sides for the child on, on and both, for the mother. Exactly, exactly. And mm-hmm. I think and and, and uh, right along with that is the mothers who are never happy with the you know the women that the son brings home. You right. Know, not everybody is bad. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like if if you raised him to be the man that you want him to be, then, you know, he is hopefully going to bring women home who are respectable and he wants you to meet them and give his, your approval. And you can't hate everybody. Right. You know what I mean? You just keep, mm-hmm. you got So, you know, I think that, that that is also important. And and I've seen it, you know, even in my own family. And I just say, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, like, uh-oh, I hate to see what happens in and that relationship. Mm-hmm. So you also talk about like the Oedipus complex. You know, I know I remember reading about that back in my psychology days. Can you explain yeah. that a little more for the listeners? <laughs> um, it's it's probably along the same vein, but you know, little so opposite sex opposite sex children, um, they really don't want that parent to have you know like like when your kids are young, you're the first love of their life, you know, mm-hmm. as far as opposite sex. So, you know, right. the dads are usually the, you know, the little girls fantasize about daddy. They just love daddy. Mm-hmm. They don't want mommy to don't touch him. Right. And the, same, the little boys are the same way. And so um, I can remember when my son was, gosh, was he three? I think he was about three, maybe going on four. If we would close the door to our bedroom, he would knock on the door really hard. Let leave her alone. Let me in. Let me like an insane person. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right. You know, he said, "Look," and then so his dad had to tell him, "She's my wife and my girlfriend." Right. <laughs> you got to, and you know, men will pull rank, and and you find your own girlfriend. Are you talking to a three or four year? I know. But, oh, no. <laughs> right. They're very protective of yeah. their mothers. Right. Boys, and you know, and and I, I, I know that they're to grow out of that stage. Mm-hmm. You know, so I assume that they do. But I know I'm really close. I can remember um, I'm in my second marriage now, and I remember um, the one thing that my my current husband said to me was, "Does he have to stand so close to you?" Yeah. I don't see that, right? Because I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I even think uh, about my own situation sometimes. And yeah, I get told that by my significant other, like, you know, let that boy grow up. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let him Let do him that himself. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I'm like, I thought I was. And it's it's nice that he's pointing that out to me, so that I'm more aware of. Okay, I really do need to let him, you know, be autonomous and and learn how to do some of these things on his own. You know, like just recently, I just taught him how to do his own laundry. You know, he's 16. He really should mm-hmm. have been doing it probably for a while. So, but you know, I'm learning, learning from this. <laughs> Oh, it, you know, it's it's a constant, and, and part of this, you know, I always laugh because um, we're always learning, like right. continuously. Like as they get older, um, you're learning about, you know, just how to do things a little differently. Oh, I won't make that mistake again is what you might say to yourself once right. you realize, you know. Um, but, yeah, the, the Oedipus complex is something else. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah. And, at the end, and I know we're speaking on mother-sons, but I've seen that, too, even with um, father-daughters, like, you know, mm-hmm. the, especially, um, you know, little girls that, you know, they squeeze in between mommy and daddy and, like, you know, this is my dad, you know, this is, <laughs> like, move out the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, or, you know, I've heard some, and, and, it, and it's it's in a lot of different cultures. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really... You know, some of these are just, if nobody's ever talked about them, then when you're raising your own kids, it, it's, it comes out of the blue because, you know, maybe your parents dealt with it and never talked about it. And so you mm-hmm. don't know, you, all of a sudden you know that, why is my husband and my son always at odds with each other? Right. Why am I always at odds with my daughter? But mm-hmm. my son and I, we're just, you know, we're just cool. People will say, oh, we're just cool. You know, right. what does that mean? So Right. And he may be, and because your son may be more protective of you, you know, or and vice versa, the you know the daughter may be more protective of dad or whatever that may be. Oh, definitely, definitely. As a matter of fact, it's funny because my um my I call her my bonus daughter, but my stepdaughter, when mm-hmm. we first got married, she was very she would sit on our dad's lap. Now she was a teenager by then. So okay. it was really odd, you know. Yeah. My, and what? my folks, my mother would be like, "What is wrong with her? Why is she sitting on his lap?" <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, especially like so that's a test to really, like you said, the kind of relationship that was built between them. Like that, that's yeah. the norm for them. Where, of course, yeah. you know, for you, the upbringing was like, you know, probably past a certain age. There's none of that. You stay right. It's none right. of that. It, right. Yes, it's none of that. But the other None thing is, you know, as you're blending families, and that's a whole different broadcast for us, I'm but, sure you know, is. there's some, <laughs> some challenges. Right, right. <laughs> there's some challenges with those blended families. And yes. So, you know, yeah, I, I experienced want, I the same to... thing. It was a lot Did of, you? you know, like uh, when I um, – with my stepdaughter, she, you know, she would be, when she was little, she would be like, you know, like, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, like I was the third wheel, kind of feel, kind of felt like, you know, like it's just me and my dad, just me and you, just me and you. She'd say to him a lot, just me and you, just me and you, and I kind of got the hint. So it's like, like, like you're in the way, get out of the way. Right, let me fall back on some things, not everything, because you don't want to completely disappear from the family. But, yeah, I was like, okay, let me fall back a little bit, because I see that she wants time with her dad by herself. So, (laughs) yeah, it's, oh, my goodness, it's a challenge. 
It is. Can you share with us the best ways to discipline our sons that will teach them how to be responsible and accountable young or older men or in, into their adulthood, but not create negative responses or reactions from them? Um, yeah. So what I'm, some of the best, the best, and this is what, I, like I said, this is what I learned when I was teaching high school is that um, un, unlike the dads, moms often, you know, we're used to repeating ourselves. We repeat mm-hmm. ourselves to, to whatever sex. Didn't that tell mm-hmm. you to do? Right? Isn't that what we say? Didn't that yeah, tell it's you like to nagging. Do? Oh, I, I hate it. I hate when yeah, I catch I myself I doing that. I hate it. So what you say is you figure out what, what it is you want them to do. And you tell them, okay, mm-hmm. I need you to clean up the, your room by you know, by the end of the day tonight or by the weekend or whatever whatever your guidelines are. Right. And then if it's not, and you say, and if if it's not done, there'll be consequences. Now, you don't have to say anything beyond that, and I, I urge you not to, as the time is getting closer, to say it again. Right. You know, and if you're the, you know, so, so you could, you know, I always believe in this. You could say it, and then maybe uh, just a reminder, you know, such and such, you know, I'm expecting to uh, check your room out on Saturday morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then then this is where you need to know the kind of person that your son is. And so one of the things that I knew, the consequences, like if you're the person that believes in corporal punishment, one of your kids is going to respond to it. The other one is not. Mm-hmm. So you have to know, you have to know if that's your form of, of consequence, if you're a spanker or if you're a, you know, they got to sit in the corner or something like that. That doesn't really work that effectively. But what you, but if you know for a fact that your son is very outgoing and, you know, he's in his teenage years and he loves being able to take the car and, you know, go drive to his friend's house, maybe that's the only privilege that he really has. He can't really mm-hmm. stay out late. But you let him, you know, run the errands in the car. So right. his consequence would be, you have no car privileges for the next week. Okay. Or yeah. um, if he's the, if he loves video games, you know, then take those away. If he, mm-hmm. um, or you know, you could you could do what they do in in the uh, armed services. You give them, you know, you say, okay, so uh, on Saturday, you know, I noticed you didn't clean your room. Okay, I'm so sorry you didn't clean your room. So mm-hmm. you're gonna you're responsible for doing this. And this may be like serious household work. So mm-hmm. maybe you have them, you know, do thorough clean out the kitchen, and you got to clear out the refrigerator, or maybe you make them clean all the bathrooms, and um, I don't know, wash the windows. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah. stuff that mm-hmm. we used to have to do growing up, and we'd be like, oh my god. And what's yeah. funny about this, the story that I have that goes with this is that, um, so I I inherited a bonus son and daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we were planning to host at the time um, my father-in-law's uh, 80th birthday at our home, and so the kids, you know, my kids knew we were in clean house, but yeah. my my bonus children were they. That's not how their parents worked with them. So um, these two boys were cleaning the windows. So they were cleaning mm-hmm. the windows and the window seals because I don't know why I expected them to do that, but that was their choice. <laughs> And so, so my oldest son was said something like, "I'm not doing this. 
Oh, so wash windows in my mother's house. And my son said to him, you better wash the windows because mom expects those windows to be done and you do not want to not have those windows done. And right. Right? So one is teaching the other. The younger one is teaching the older one. And, yeah. And I just, I heard it, you know, I was in another room and I just laughed to myself. But they, once they know you're serious, so I say, you know, don't don't do something that doesn't matter. So okay. if they if they're not if they're not social, then making them stay in the house is not a big deal. Right. They, let's say, for example, they love TV or they love, you know, getting on the internet or they, whatever. You need to yeah. know who, who, what your child loves to do, and then that's what you, that's part of the consequence. That's your leverage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's your leverage, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah. Totally get that. Yeah. 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 So my daughter, my daughter was very social, and mm-hmm. this is what I always tease when I would do my my workshops. I'd say, so I have this one kid that loves to talk. When she stopped talking, I'd be concerned, and then oh, I have the other kid that doesn't talk. So, so when he started talking, I would be concerned. Right. Because <laughs> you know your kids, right? Because I knew my kids, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You and you know. It's so hard to, sometimes when you're um, disciplining, it's so hard if you're acting impulsively. You really need to take a moment to, like, okay, let me collect myself before I just snap mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. just bark some kind of consequence that I can't follow through with. It's really important that we're following through with the consequence that we actually can carry out. That's that's so important in my um trying to stay sane while raising your teen book. I talk about that because, okay. you know, I say if you're, if you're, especially if you're uh, the parent, you know, you're the single parent or mm-hmm. divorced parent or whatever way you are, and you put your kids on punishment for the weekend, guess who has to stay at home on the weekend? Right. You, you know, you're there's no yourself. going or stay off the phone to stay off the TV if you're out of the house yourself. So, you know, you got to make it something that, and and not, you know, for a crazy period of time, like you're on punishment till the end of the semester, and I'm going to do possibly that would make you want to do that, you know. So um, along with the consequence, I like discussion, and I think that uh, more discussion could be had in the family. Mhm. Yeah, I agree with that. You learn so much more when you allow for them to talk, and so we have to be quiet when we're having a discussion. Too. Yeah, you do. You do. You have to listen it's so um, hard. <laughs> it, it's really hard because you want to tell them. You know, you want. And another thing, but I right. think like if you at dinner time, you know, mm-hmm. time, whatever, whenever you guys can all be together, that should be the time. Hey, so what's going on? And follow right. up with them. If they've said something, you know, the day before or you know they have something big coming up or even if it's a disagreement with a good friend, hey, right. so how would you work that out? So yeah. that they know you're listening to them, you know, you're not Paid just talking attention. at them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. How do we let our sons go so that they can have a girlfriend and a wife and without interfering with that? Because we oh, feel like when, when you run into people who are like mama boys or whatever, and mm-hmm. and they just 
kid and the mother's just like, she's not good enough for you, and she interferes mm-hmm. and overbearing, and it just messes up the relationship. How do we let oh, us go through those relationship woes or ups and downs without interfering? Well, first of all, you got to have a little balance in your life yourself. So if mm-hmm. you, you know, I know we in our relationships, we go through things, and some relationships work out and some don't. I, you know, right. I get that. It has happened to me. I think it's healthy for you to continue to seek out um, companionship that works for you mm-hmm. so that you are not reliant. I mean, you could equally be as reliant on your daughters as you could on your sons. There's right. some daughters that are afraid to leave. Not afraid. I don't. That's too strong of a word. But they 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 feel like if they left home, their their parents they're leaving their parents. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's not healthy. That's not yeah. healthy for them. So I think that um, and it's it's a journey. You know, mm-hmm. if you start off, you know, you know the kids. You know, you 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 had them. You spend time with them. Um, this time right now with the quarantine is a perfect time. If you don't have the relationship that you really want with your kids, mm-hmm. to start it. Right. You know, find out what's going on with them and, and let them talk openly and honestly. Mm-hmm. And and then you, you know, and you test it. You know, you if you, if you do it consistently, you know, even from when they're younger, um, I think like your daughter's age, you know, let them bring people home, right. you know, um, you talk with them, you know, um, maybe in your time with them, when, when it's mm-hmm. just one-on-one time, you say, hey, you know, um, I noticed that they they t- said, you know, they said something like they they lie to their parents. You know, how do you feel about that? I mean, like you, you really right. can have very important conversations with your kids right. so that they understand and they they develop the same values that you have mm-hmm. and then and then encourage them to bring folks home. I mean, like. You know, I can remember um, when my daughter started high school was when we moved. So I, my kids grew up in the suburbs, and then when I divorced, um, my home base was in the city. I moved back to Chicago area, closer to my sister, closer to my, my mother. And the people that they brought home that, you know, my daughter brought home, I was just like, I mean, not, they, were, they were good kids, but they just yeah. had a different, way that they were and she said you she said I don't know why you tell people that that's not true they had the same values their parents had the same values well no they didn't because my kids had bedtime oh by 8 30 if you're still at my house and you don't live there why are you still at my house right Right. you can be in your own (laughs) bed right right (laughs) you and I'd say you need to go home this time right you don't you go to school tomorrow and my daughter thought I was so you know just so rough and and harsh but so anyway, you know, I just say that you, if you have the dialogue, open up the channels, talk, mm-hmm. let them talk, you know, ask them questions in a non-confrontational way. You know, you right. can't say, I really hate that Janine girl. She's so yeah. No, mm-hmm. what you say is, tell me a little bit more about, you know, what kind, because you'll find out stuff, you'll know stuff about their home life. And, you know, as long as you're cool about it and you don't react, they will tell right. you. Right. Your kids it's, are it's dying to tell discussion. you stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm learning that a lot with my um, with my children. So just just being open, which is I, I, the on the contrary of what I had when I grew up. I felt like my parents were very much like, and who, 
who their parents and where they work and what, you know, like it was very, So I just Mm -hmm. want to be able to sum up right quick as time um, gets away from us. But um, I really enjoy our our conversation. I I feel like um, I'm I'm there with with you on a lot of these topics. Um, I have put down some notes. So I just want to run them down to you. I really appreciate you talking about mother-son relationships and talking about the first thing is just our expect expectations of our son and our daughters and making sure that our sons are learning accountability. Yeah. Also, yeah. making sure our relationship making sure our relationship with our son is firm and fun. Mm-hmm. Um keeping our relationships clean of stereotypes and having clear boundaries with them. Yes. Yes. They are not our, you know, not our spouse, not our partner. We need to make that clear. Mm-hmm. And giving them directives with timelines one time so that we're not nagging and causing more of a problem. Yes. And also yes. knowing that your child knowing your child enough to properly discipline them and connecting the discipline with something that really matters to them so you can see some changes. And then the other thing is just to have discussions and spend that quality time, such as dinner time, have follow-up questions so to show that you're listening, have a balance in your relationship so that you can have your own (laughs) age-appropriate companionship. And also yeah. encouraging them to bring their potential love interest home so you can learn about, like, who they're into and what's going on and things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? The only other thing that I would add to that is um, if, you, if you are a single uh, female parent, be sure that, and, you have a, and you're raising the son, that you, uh, you have some kind of a positive role model so if their dad is not, you know, constant in, in the, your son's life, then maybe it's your dad or maybe it's an uncle or school right. coaches, a mm-hmm. pastor, you know, somebody that is a positive role model for them that they can look at and say, when I grow up, I want to be, you know, strong like that guy, right. not like my mom. Nothing, right. no, no offense against the moms, but you right. have to grow into a man. So Yeah. Yeah. They need that male role model. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Can you give so us your social media? Yeah. Oh, sure. On social media, I'm Ms. Parent Guru, all one word. So on Twitter and Instagram, um, just look me up and, you know, like my stuff or, you know, connect with me. And on Facebook, I'm C. Lynn Williams Coaching. And um, and then my website is C. Lynn, L-Y-N-N, Williams with an S dot com, and I love to talk about all things parenting. So you know, please connect with me. Great. And then your books are available. Are they available on Amazon? I think I got mine from Amazon. Yes. Yeah. They're on Amazon. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, and I have them in both formats, so you can get either the writ, uh, uh, you know, the paper copy, or you can get ebook, whichever yeah. is easiest for you. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Well, I won't take up too much more of your time. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge, and I hope that you have a great evening. Oh, thanks so much, Angela, and I really appreciate being on your show. 
We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of PS10 Radio and talking about the mother-son relationship with guest C. Lynn Williams. As always, be the best you that you can be one positive step at a time. Peace.